Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, Everything Medicare Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle. Wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today, thank you so much for taking the time. And folks, this is episode 269 of the Everything Medicare Podcast. Again, my name is Christian Brindle. I run a little agency that works with people on Medicare just like you, just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, and we work with people in about 43 states. Okay. I am the voice for people on Medicare in the country today, and I'm your host, and I'm the host of this show and this platform and this podcast, okay? So today we're going to be talking about understanding your options when it comes to Medicare Advantage plans versus Medicare supplements when you are first getting onto Medicare and you're first turning 65. I believe that understanding this choice is incredibly relevant and incredibly insightful, Um, not to mention is it important because... I believe if you can determine which way those two ways you prefer to go when you first get onto Medicare, that's 80% of the difficulty right there. Right there, you've eliminated 80% of the confusion and the difficulty. If you can understand your options enough to make an educated and informed decision on Medicare supplement versus Medicare Advantage. I think that is um, true, right? Truth be told. Truth be told, folks. Um I think that could not be more of a true statement. So with that being said, let me start with this, folks, today. I am a person that enjoys understanding my options enough. I enjoy understanding my options just enough to make to feel like I understand to make a qualified, informed decision. I do that with tons of things in my life. I do that with cars. I do that with houses. I do that with all kinds of different things, right? Certain services, products I might buy online. But what I'm not looking for is I'm not typically looking to know so much that I'm, I'm going to be a world-renowned expert on what I'm looking to buy. Some people on Medicare um, might want that level of insight and that level of knowledge about the different options available, and they'll do 100 hours of research. I don't know, something ridiculous, right? I don't know if anyone's really doing 100 hours of research, but they might do 20, right? They might do 15, 20 hours of research on their own trying to understand the options. There's certain people that make spreadsheets. I call these people engineers, right? Engineers, they're, they're, they overanalyze things to a, such a finite extent. And it's not a bad thing, right? If that's what you need to do to feel comfortable to make a good decision on your Medicare, I am okay with that. I'm not mad at you. But 
There are people that need to analyze it more than others. I would be willing to bet that maybe 80% of individuals that get onto Medicare, if not more, just want to know enough to make a good decision and feel comfortable with the decision they're making. This episode here today should accomplish that in full. So let's start from the beginning. When a person gets onto Medicare, they get Medicare from the government. They get Medicare from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Okay. Now, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, also known as CMS, they provide Medicare. There's two parts of Medicare that come from the government. We're going to call this, for the sake of example, Original Medicare. Original Medicare comes with two parts. You have what's known as Medicare Part A. You have what's known as Medicare Part B. And they work like two pieces of a puzzle. I've talked about this a ton on the show where they fit together to give you medical coverage, okay? They both cover different things. They both cover different elements, but together they give you medical coverage. They both cover different elements. Medicare Part A covers hospitalization. What I always like to say is room and board, hospital room, right? The walls, the ceiling, the physical hospital that you're in, room and board. There's other things that Medicare Part A covers, but that's the most notable of what it covers. Medicare Part B covers medical expenses. That's typically what the definition is for Medicare Part B, medical expenses. They're going to cover doctor's fees. They're going to cover lab tests. They're going to cover same-day surgery. They're going to cover anesthesiologist fees. I mean, durable medical equipment, which, which durable medical equipment can best be defined as wheelchairs, oxygen tanks, and et cetera. So Medicare Part A and B, that's what you get from the government, right? At the time of recording this in 2022, Medicare Part A does not come with a premium as long as you've worked in the country for at least 10 years of your life. That might be even too much information for you, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, if you're under 10 years of work experience, you might have to pay a premium for Part A. Um, and I've talked about that in previous episodes. Um, but for 95% of the population, that's not going to be the case. Uh, Medicare Part B has $170.10 a month premium that typically everybody pays. If you're in a higher income bracket, they can charge you more. They call that IRMA, Income-Related Monthly Adjustment. And if you're um, in poverty levels of income, like if you qualify for Medicaid, then Medicaid might be able to pay it for you. But for most folks, probably 90% or more, they're paying the $170.10 a month, right? Now, what does Medicare give you? Well, like I said, Medicare provides you medical coverage, right? And understand this. Everything you hear about Medicare all revolve around original Medicare, Part A and Part B. Everything has to do with original Medicare. Everything is, 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 is based on the foundation of original Medicare. Everything else you ever hear about comes from a private insurance company. Everything, with zero exceptions. Maybe Medicaid would be probably the exception, but Medicaid is not really Medicare. It's another government program that sometimes can bleed into Medicare and they can kind of um, cross paths, if you will, but it doesn't really have to do with Medicare in and of itself, okay? What Medicaid is, for those of you that might want to know, Medicaid is assistance for people in lower income brackets from your state government to help pay premiums, co-insurances, provide additional benefits, etc. So Medicare does not cover prescription drugs, doesn't cover uh, Part D prescription drugs. It does not cover uh, dental, vision, or hearing coverage. And there's a multitude of things that it doesn't cover. So what you're looking at, it, and, 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 on, and on what Medicare covers on the medical side, it typically pays 80%. It leaves you behind with 20%. So what you have with original Medicare, if that's all you had, let's say you picked that up and you did nothing more if you turned 65, you'd have 20%, 100, 
out-of-pocket, and there's no max out-of-pocket or stop-loss to that. Most insurances have what's known as a maximum out-of-pocket. It's a stop-loss on what you would be paying in terms of your out-of-pocket. And with Medicare, it doesn't have that. The 20% could literally equal up to be anything. Um, If you had a $100,000 bill, by definition, you'd pay 20%. You'd pay $20,000 out-of-pocket. So unlimited 20% out-of-pocket on the medical bills. And then it doesn't cover prescription drugs, dental, vision, hearing. So those are the biggest holes and the biggest gaps we're trying to fill when you're getting onto Medicare. So right there, we understand the problem we're trying to solve. Now, what are the solutions? Well, you only really have two options in terms of what's available to kind of plug these holes, right? You have what's known as Medicare Advantage plans on one side. And you have what's known as Medicare supplements on the other side. And that's it. Every advertisement, every TV commercial, every plan anybody has ever talked to you about falls in one of these two camps. And a good friend of mine actually recently, I heard him, I heard him say, and I'm, I'm going to steal it because I think it's incredibly factual. There is no bad option when you get onto Medicare for the most part. Both options are very, very good. It's good and better. Medicare Advantage plans would be good. Medicare supplements would be better. They both have their positives and negatives, their pros and cons. Um, they both have different things that might be lucrative for a certain individual. And like I said, if you can determine which way you like better, it's 80% of the difficulty right there. And the rest of it's pretty smooth sailing for most individuals. But it's not always the easiest decision to make. It's sometimes that million-dollar question. And the reason for that is because both, in my opinion, equally can come with pros and cons accordingly. I don't think there's any perfect option nor is there ever with with life, right? Medicare is no different. So let's dissect these two for just a second, and we'll kind of go through a very brief 10,000-foot view description for you. Let's start with Medicare supplements. So when you have a Medicare supplement plan, you pick up a Medicare supplement plan through a private insurance company, take your pick, there's a million of them, and it actually works as a secondary insurance to Medicare. So Medicare is your primary. Medicare pays 80% of those medical bills we talked about a second ago. And the Medicare supplement plan you pick up pays the 20%. And depending on the company and depending on the plan you go with, you could potentially have full medical coverage or very close to full medical coverage, but you are double covered. So typically, this is the better, um, well, not the better, but but this is um, this comes with a more comprehensive coverage on the medical bills. Very little out of pocket, if any, depending on the plan you go with. Okay. Now, a Medicare supplement plan, depending on where you live, in some markets, you can get one between $80 and $150 a month, but other markets, it might be two to $300 a month. It's going to depend on where you live, state by state. This is, this is very important. So in some states, it's more lucrative than others. Um, but you're going to pay a monthly premium in addition to the Medicare Part B premium we talked about a second ago of $170.10 a month. Now, a Medicare supplements job, it's also known as a Medigap, uh, two names for the same thing, You'll find that there's a lot of that in the Medicare world. It doesn't cover anything that Medicare doesn't cover. It's a secondary insurance, so it's going to pay after Medicare. So if Medicare pays, it will pay. If Medicare does not pay, it will not pay either. So since Medicare doesn't cover drugs, prescriptions, dental, vision, hearing, neither will your Medicare supplements in in almost every situation. So because of this, typically you have to pick up a separate plan for your prescription drugs, and that's where we enter Medicare Part D. Medicare Part D prescription drug plans are looked at as pharmaceutical plans. That's really all they are. Um, 
They might be 10 bucks, might be 20 bucks, might be 30 bucks, might be 60, 70 bucks. Just depends on what's available in your market and what kind of prescriptions you take. But you also pick them up through private insurance companies. It doesn't have to be the same insurance company as your supplement plan. It could be, doesn't really make a difference. They're separate from each other. Um, when you go the route of Medicare supplement, you typically have to pick up multiple different plans to kind of get the job done. Everything's going to have a different job, right? Now, if you want dental vision hearing, there are plans you can pick up that are known as dental vision hearing plans. A lot of markets, you can get one for 30 to 40 bucks a month, but it just depends on your market. Again, there are no absolutes, um, but that covers your dental vision hearing. So really you're looking at three to four different plans, three to four different premiums, three to four different cards that all do something different. However, on the medical side specifically, this is going to be the most comprehensive coverage you can get, um, but it's the higher premium monthly as well. This is what I would call top shelf coverage, top shelf medical coverage to be exact. The pros of a Medicare supplement is, like I mentioned, you're double covered. So you're probably covered from a medical standpoint as well as anything money can buy. The other thing is you're not having to deal with networks of hospitals and doctors and stay within their network. As long as the provider accepts original Medicare first, they will also accept your Medicare supplement regardless of the insurance company. And it works the same in all 50 states as it does in your home state. It's transferable, very portable, and it's an open access situation. Nowadays, probably 98% of doctors nationwide accept original Medicare, so you're not typically going to have an issue. Very few doctors do. I think most of them have realized at this point, to be honest with you folks, that it's career suicide almost to not accept Medicare. I mean, why would you, right? I mean, if you're a doctor and you, and you don't accept Medicare, and the reason behind it, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but the reason behind it is clear, Medicare fees, right? When a doctor contracts with Medicare, they have to agree to what's known as Medicare assignment which is, means they have to agree to Medicare's fee schedule. There is no negotiation, folks. Let's take it or leave it. So usually the Medicare assignment fee schedule is a lot lower than what a doctor would normally want to charge, so they feel like they're, they're, they're doing their services at a tremendous discount. But imagine the percentage of a normal doctor's patient base that they lose if they don't accept Medicare. There was a time, maybe 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, that kind of time period range where more doctors were not accepting Medicare nationwide. What it quickly became clear for all those doctors that went out of business and went bankrupt is it's career suicide. It's absolutely dumb to not accept Medicare. Dumb. Because if you're on Medicare and your doctor doesn't accept Medicare, you have three choices as far as I'm concerned. Number one, you can pay out of pocket to keep seeing your doctor. You must really love that doctor. Number two, you can go find another doctor. Or, number three, you can beg that doctor to get contracted with Medicare. Those are your really only choices. But a person on Medicare, it's not like they can just stop being on Medicare. Um, so I think most doctors have understood this. They've realized this. It took some time. They're hard-headed. Some of them, not all. And um, they understand it's necessary. Right? It's something that they absolutely have to do to remain relevant and stay in business because the, the 65 and up crowd is going to make up a big part of their patient base. And they need that patient base, usually. Unless they're like a pediatrician or something like that, right? But a lot of your MDs and things like that, it's something that's necessary. But anyway, I got off on a tangent just a little bit there, okay? So that's your um, Medicare supplement pros, right? No, so to just refresh, no network. You can go anywhere as long as the provider accepts original Medicare. Most do. 
Um, you have close to full medical coverage. If not full medical coverage, it just depends on the plan and what kind of plan you actually pick up. Um, the cons would be you have three to four different cards for everything. It can get kind of confusing for the average individual, in my opinion. Um, it's a higher premium than maybe the alternative. And um, the other negative, I would say, is a Medicare supplement's going to go up in price every single year as you get older. Every single company does it. If, an ever, if a company ever tells you they don't go up in pre price as you get older in their Medicare supplement, they're, they're, they're lying to you, I promise. I've seen companies claim it, and then they go up less like everybody else. Every single Medicare supplement goes up as you get older. You can typically predict a ballpark range that that's going to go up by if you're looking at rate increase histories and things like that. Um, this has been proven. It's not debatable at this point. Um, you can get a pretty good idea a lot of times. Now, that's your Medicare supplement in a nutshell. Now, let's talk about Medicare Advantage for a second. So Medicare Advantage starts with A and B, just like with a Medicare supplement. You still have the $170 a month premium for Medicare Part B. That part doesn't change. But instead of running your Medicare through the government, you actually run your Medicare through a private insurance company, and they take responsibility of paying your claims, and they administer your benefits. I think that's a good way to explain it. They administer your benefits. They take over the responsibility of paying your claims, so Medicare and the, and the government doesn't have to anymore. As you might be able to picture or imagine, Medicare, that takes a big burden off of Medicare's shoulders. So Medicare agrees to fund the insurance company every month to take care of you. And depending on where you are in the country, might determine the funding in and of itself. Um, a number that I've seen uh, consistently, usually on the lower end, is about $1,000 a month per individual. So they, that, that's, that tells you a lot as to why the Medicare Advantage plans are pushed so heavily by insurance companies and organizations and things like that because there's a lot of money in it for them. However, that being said, it doesn't mean they're bad plans. They, they have a place and they, they should be considered when you're turning 65. So because they're getting all this funding... In many, many markets in the country, um, there might be plans available that have a $0 monthly premium. So that's why you see all the ads, $0 monthly premium, $0 premium, um, because they're getting funding for it. So it's being paid for, just not by you. Typically, a Medicare Advantage plan is going to be all-encompassing. It's going to have a lot of plans. you got to make sure you have one that does have this, um, but medical prescription drugs. So it's a Part D is included. You don't have to pick it up separately. Dental, vision, hearing. Now, some plans will have more dental, vision, hearing benefits than others. And um, you have better medical coverage on in most cases than what original Medicare would offer you. So instead of paying 20% out of pocket with the deductibles and those kind of things that come with original Medicare by itself, it's typically going to just be a copay in most cases. Pretty reasonable copays at that, and you have max out of pockets to prevent you from ever spending too much. So it's good coverage, but it's good and better. Medicare supplements are clearly better, but they're a much higher monthly premium. With Medicare Advantage plan, you're paying the Medicare Part B premium, and that's it. So what are the pros and cons of a Medicare Advantage plan? Well, the pros, the positives, the good things are that it's a lower cost. Everything's in one plan, so you have one card to keep track of. A bit simpler for most people. And in addition to that, you have a lot of extra benefits in a lot of plans that original Medicare doesn't cover. They cover things like over-the-counter item benefits, which are things like aspirin, ibuprofen, fish oil, band-aids, vitamins. Um, there are some plans that do what's known as a Medicare Part B reduction benefit. So where they will actually um, work with Medicare and lower your Medicare Part B premium every month, and it could be 10 20 30 40 50 bucks a month. In some parts of the country, it's a lot more. That's where you see some of those advertisements that talk about that. 
So that's probably the positives, right? Cheap, all-in-one plan, a lot of additional benefits that Medicare does not provide. What's the negative? Well, the negative of Medicare Advantage plan is they have networks of hospitals and doctors, more restrictions, they have pre-authorizations and things like that, and a lot of them do. So they're going to be a little bit more restrictive in terms of where you can go, and there's a little bit more red tape to approve certain things for, the, for your doctor's office. So that's never fun for them. They also, if you are very sick, let's say you have some chronic medical problems, you're most likely going to pay more out of pocket with a Medicare Advantage plan in terms of costs than you would with a Medicare supplement plan. So Medicare supplement plans are better in terms of cost, um, from for, in terms of coverage on the medical side, because you're looking at a situation where you're looking at close to full coverage versus very good coverage. Close to full coverage is going to come out on top in terms of that conversation. One thing that I wanted to mention about Medicare supplements that's very important, and this is an important factor that I forgot to mention, I'm going to come back to it. Um, Medicare supplement plans, kind of jumping around here, folks, when you first turn 65 or you first get onto Medicare, whichever happens in your particular situation, um, you are able to um, get a Medicare supplement plan you want with any insurance company you want, any plan, they have to accept you, there's no health questions, there's no underwriting, there's no pre-existing conditions. But once you've been on Medicare and you're past that new to Medicare window, let's say a year after, so you turn 65, you get on Medicare, 60, and you turn 66, 67, something like that. At that point, if you want to change your Medicare supplement plan to another company or you start on Medicare Advantage and you want to go to a Medicare supplement down the road, in order to do so, you're going to be asked to pass health questions. You're going to have to go through underwriting. And if medically you can't qualify for that company's criteria, they're going to potentially turn you down or they might ask you to pay a higher premium or something like that. But there's no guarantee you can get a Medicare supplement later. So that's a good thing to know. Now, some companies are a little bit stingier with their requirements than others. Some are a little bit easier to get through. So it's not to say that you can never get one, but if you have some really chronic issues, you're probably going to be out of luck in a lot of cases. Um, another thing about Medicare Advantage plans is Medicare Advantage plans, in terms of the cons, they typically will go through changes every year. They're going to change their benefits from year to year. And typically, you're going to have to be in a situation where you're going to have to review your plan every year during open enrollment, during the AEP, the annual election period, which goes from October 15th through December 7th. Medicare supplements, not as big of a deal, raises the price every year, probably every you know few years or so, you probably want to shop it, make sure that you can't get the price lower somewhere else, but it's not going to go through really any changes during the AEP. There you go, folks. There's your um, little rundown of the truth about Medicare supplements versus Medicare Advantage. Um if you can kind of get that decision made, it's very, very easy to find a good plan within those two categories, but that is the biggest struggle for most individuals. There's such an emphasis on Medicare Advantage these days, and not to say that it's not good or not a good program or not a good plan or something you should consider, but people, I find, they're, they're not even talking about Medicare supplements like they used to, and they're fine, fantastic options that people should be considering when they're turning 65. Anyway, folks, I hope this I hope this um, episode helped you. I hoped it enlightened you. We have a whole library of content. So if you wanted to learn more about how the inner workings of these little details and these plans work, we have 268 other episodes other than this one that you're welcome to kind of go through and listen to. We spent the last four years putting together a library to answer pretty much every question you could ever ask about Medicare. I think we've done that effectively. Um, if you're watching or listening 
to this um, episode on a platform that allows you to do so, please give us a five-star rating. Apple Podcasts will let you. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like. Smash the like button is what they say. Um, It'll help so many people just like you find this episode and the algorithm that need to hear this information, that are confused, that need help. And we offer help for free, right? No cost, no obligation, anything like that. And um, we put the information out there just full front so you can use it as you wish. If you'd like to do business with us and you'd like to talk with my company about your Medicare options, we do offer those services. We work with a bunch of different insurance companies. We're independent is what they call it. Um, We work with people in 43 states. Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. But even if not, you just want to listen, we appreciate you. We love you. And um, we'll be back with another episode shortly. Appreciate all of your support, all of your listens, and happy Medicare, everybody.